okay, you know, that this system hates you. And so any opportunity you get to exact revenge, fine. And, you know, it's not just the media, it's the education systems. Everyone else is people who should be trying to help you who are the ones who are actually hurting you. I, I'm telling you right now, what's happening in this country, politicians in general are seducing people to doing this, particularly black kids. It's heartbreaking, it's scary, but it just shows, it's just another example along with the poor education and other things that they do not want black people to do well in this country. And you have to wake up to see who really is on your side and who isn't. The people like my mom who said, hell no, you're not going to go loot. That's who you want on your side. Yeah. Amen. Oh, finally, it is Friday. Week is over. The weekend begins. Thank God. A lot going on, as always. I mean, what? when is a lot not going on anymore these days? <laughs> it's always a mess. Uh, the uh, audio clip I played you literally has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today, but I just thought it was important to listen to a black man telling you how the Democratic Party, who claims that they are so pro-black, is actually working against blacks, and what he was actually referring to was all of these lootings that we're seeing in stores across America, and that, uh, in his opinion, the Democrats are openly pushing this and advocating for them to do these th- these types of things and getting these kids into trouble and uh, hurting their future. Uh, but, of course, you know, they don't. Uh, when have the Democrats ever cared? All right. Getting into what we're actually going to talk about. Let's start with North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> there were a couple of bills that were uh, passed by the House and Senate and they got to the governor's desk, and he vetoed the bills. You got two uh, dominantly Republican-led uh, chambers, and then you have the Democratic governor. And I don't even know how that happened, but it, I guess it did in, in North Carolina. You guys need to get it together up there. <clears throat> um, but anyways, one of them that Governor Cooper vetoed was a ban on sex change uh, surgeries for minors. And the other one was Protect Women in Sports Act. So uh, pretty common sense bills if uh, you're a normal human being. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, if you're not trying to hurt anybody and you're just living your life and I walked up to you and you didn't know nothing from nothing. You didn't know anything about politics. And I said to you, hey, do you think that it would be okay to ban minors from having these radical mutilating surgeries that they cannot go back from. There is no turning back. Once they've done it, you know, they are stuck the way they are. Do you think that it is appropriate to have an age restriction on it? And I'd be willing to bet that nine times out of 10, possibly 10 times out of 10, depending on the area you're in, most people would say that, yeah, I don't see a problem with age restrictions. These kids are too young, especially when you start getting into, you have parents that start chemically castrating these kids, these boys at five, six, seven years old, eight years old, and really just their whole development and everything is just destroyed. Yeah, I, I think there, I don't know too many people that would uh, have a problem with that, unless you're a Democrat. And then to follow up with that, I don't know too many people that would say if I walked up to you again and you weren't paying attention to politics and you weren't buying into the bull crap. If I said to you, Hey, we are putting a bill together. That's going to keep biological males out of biological female sports, keeping biological males 
out of biological females' locker rooms. I'm going to tell you, I would venture to say again, nine times out of ten, maybe ten out of ten, depending on the area that you're in, most people are going to say yes. They should not be in in girls' sports and women's sports, and they certainly shouldn't be in their locker rooms. I think what is happening in North Carolina is wonderful. These are some of the checks and balances that are in our country that really show you how our system does work. You have this majority of the House and the majority of the Senate say that these bills should pass. You have a single man, a governor, who wants to act and behave like a dictator, like he has absolute power. But the way our system is designed is it doesn't give any man absolute power, which is why we are so great. He decides he's going to veto it. Well, guess what? They have override power, and they can override your veto, and as they should. Again, these are common sense items. You are protecting young girls and women in in sports uh, in the locker room, and you are protecting innocent children and possibly mentally ill either uh, young adults or children from allowing their parents, because those are the ones that are really making a call, use their kid as some type of a social pawn and do these radical surgeries to them. You're going to ban all that. you got to wait till you're 18. And when you're 18, have at it. If you're 18, you want to go cut yourself all up, You know it's unfortunate that you're going to do that to yourself. It's unfortunate that you did not get the help that you so desperately need. But at 18, we can't say much to you anymore. No, no, that now you are considered a young adult and you are old enough legally to sign documents. You're old enough to make your own decision at that point. So if you decide at that point to go do these radical things to yourself, then it is what it is. And it's unfortunate, but uh, that's the way our system works. So North Carolina, be happy that you guys have a uh, super majority in the, in the House and Senate and that you guys are able to do this. Uh, Because all you are truly doing, honestly, is protecting the children, which is most important. I mean, give me a break. It's not even a question. If you can't protect the the children, I I don't know what we're doing here. Protect the children, protect the girls. Aren't we men? Where did the men go? Aren't we all supposed to be men? Is it not your job to protect the women? Is it not your job to protect the elderly or the defenseless? Is it not your job to protect the children? Because let me tell you something, it is. Whether you know that or not, or whether you believe that or not, or whether you were raised by some cream puff that's telling you different, you're born a man. You're bigger, stronger, faster, you're tougher. In most cases, I can't say all because there are some mean girls. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Uh, but in most cases, uh, we're the meaner of the species, and we are supposed to protect the other ones. That is our job. That is what we are tasked with. So I don't, I don't know where all the real men are at, but this should be a good day for people in North Carolina. Hopefully, All of you uh, young men and older men agree with me. All right. Well, as the Georgia uh, prosecutor, Fannie Willis, is moving forward and trying to get a pretty speedy trial with Trump. She wants to have him on on the uh, docket by, uh, I think she said March. Um, Senator... Colton Moore is officially calling for an emergency session to review the action to review the actions of Fannie Willis. Uh, he claims that America is under attack, 
He's not going to sit back and watch as a radical left prosecutor politically targets uh, political opponents. Excuse me. He sent a letter to uh, Governor Brian Kemp's office, and you know I don't know where Kemp sits in all this, but Moore ended up sending a letter to, to Governor Kemp saying, Dear Governor Kemp, we undersigned being duly elected members of Georgia's House of Representatives and Georgia Senate are comprising of three-fifths of each respective House pursuant of Article 6, Section 2, Paragraph 7B, Hereby certify to you in writing with a copy of the Secretary of State that in our opinion an emergency exists in the affairs of the state requiring a special session to be convened under under that section for all purposes to include without limitation to uh, review or to review the response to the actions of Fannie Willis. Sincerely, Colton Moore. Uh, Thank you, Senator Moore for doing your job because we all know that this is a political witch hunt. The charges are ridiculous. What they're trying to get them on is ridiculous. And we just have to get to a point where enough is enough. Either stand up and stand by the guy or you're part of the problem. I mean, how long are we all going to sit by and watch this happen when you know that they are, going after him politically because they're scared to death of him and don't want him to run because they don't believe that Joe Biden could actually beat Donald Trump. Finally, somebody in Georgia stands up. Again, Brian Kemp, I don't know where he's at. I don't really have a whole lot of faith that Brian Kemp is going to do anything to help out Donald Trump. Um, even pardon him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of up in the air. If, if he is... Uh, uh, prosecuted and found guilty and, and with state charges. <clears throat> and actually, I'm hearing conflicting things about that. I am no legal scholar. You know, and I listen to a bunch of different voices. And uh, I am hearing, and I don't know how, again, I don't know how true this is. So what I'm saying to you here, take it with a grain of salt. And if you know better than I, please reach out to me. Um, but it was always my understanding that Donald Trump could pardon himself federally but not on the state level. So if he got convicted in the state and he got locked up in the state, then you're going to be the president and you're going to be doing everything from jail, more or less. Uh, I, I always assume that's true because I've heard it from so many different people. And again, I am no legal scholar. I am not a lawyer. I'm not any of that. So I don't know for myself. I don't know the, the laws. I don't know how, the, the, all the details that well to that. So I just go by people that I trust. If they say that that's the way it is, uh, I would assume that they're not lying and you're hearing it from so many different people. But I'm starting to hear from a few other trusted sources that that's not necessarily true, that there has been precedent set back in the 70s and in the 2000s, early 2000s, that contradict that, that says that, that if President Trump or if Trump was elected president, he has the ability to pardon himself state or federally. So I, I really don't know. Yeah, and I'm just being transparent and honest. I mean, what are we doing here if I'm not being honest with you guys? I don't really know for sure, uh, but I'm getting conflicting uh, um, opinions on that. So I don't really know. I was going to send a nice email out to somebody that uh, I, I trust a great deal that is much, much wiser than I, particularly with this subject, and get their take on it to see what they think. Because, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, 
if that if that is a re, if that is real, and and he's able to pardon himself federally or on a state level, none of this matters. If he's elected, it doesn't matter. Uh, they come in, you're guilty, pardoned. You're guilty, pardoned. Because we all know it's a political witch hunt. He's got so much backing from both sides of the aisles and independents. You got you have even Democrats not liking the way this is playing out because even Democrats, the more moderate Democrats, obviously not the extremists, even a lot of the more moderate Democrats are realizing that this is a political witch hunt and this is a political hit job on an opponent. And they don't like what they're seeing either. So uh, he, he's got quite a bit of support as far as that goes. So we'll see how it all plays out. But I, I do appreciate that somebody is standing up in these states trying to do something about this. I mean, on top of all the other nonsense, you know, this is taxpayer dollars just being burnt, just burning the money. I mean, that's what they're using to go after Donald Trump, political witch hunt against an opponent that at least half the country seems to be on board with voting for. Uh, and we are watching our tax dollars be used to attack that political opponent because the one side is so afraid of the other side. So I don't, I don't really, so many reasons that all this is wrong. All right. Teachers union. As if the teachers unions weren't bad enough. If you're a teacher and you're part of the union, you're part of the problem. Whether you want to hear that or not. Let me say again. If you are a teacher and you are part of the teachers' union, you are part of the problem. If you're a teacher in public school, and you're staying silent and just teaching whatever they are telling you to teach out of fear of losing your job, you are part of the problem. You need to correct your situation. The children, which is why I would assume most people want to be teachers, is because you want to educate children in a positive way. The children are the ones that are suffering for your silence. So if you're a teacher and you're just standing by and allowing all this to happen and not saying anything and trying to stay out of it because of self-preservation, you are part of the problem. You know, maybe it's time to... Uh, listen, homeschooling is huge. It's huge right now, and it's getting bigger. If people are sick and tired. School system, your kids come out at 12th grade with barely an 8th grade reading level and a 5th grade math level. Okay? People are craving to have their kids educated in a good way, being taught the right things, biblical principles, being taught actual math that they're going to need, adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing, basic geometry, square footage, stuff they're going to use every single day in their life, how to balance a checkbook, how the stock market works so they understand how to make money so they can break out of cycles of pro- of poverty and they know how to work their money. Their people are dying for this. You could literally get paid and, and good money from parents that are willing to all have these kids meet you, you put it together, you teach them on your schedule, you do what you want to do as a teacher, you're creative, you're uh, inventive on how you want to do things. It's all on you, believe me. There is, where there's a will, there's a way. And there's always opportunities. School system's not the only game in town, trust me. But the teachers' union. At the teachers' union conference in July... 
They encouraged educators to lobby for gun control, according to a conference agenda revealed by the Defense of Freedom Institute. The American Federation of Teachers, the nation's second largest teachers union, held a Together Educate America's Children Teach conference from July 21st to July 23rd, featuring professional development workshops to teach educators tools and strategies to help kids and communicate success. According to the teachers union website, one professional development session offered speaking of gun violence. How do we ensure educators' voices matter? Uh, it was taught by Teachers at Unity to End Gun Violence, an organization that works to help pass gun control legislation and encouraged educators to collectively raise their voices for change according to the conference agenda. What they actually said, and I quote, Join the Teachers Unified to End Gun Violence to explore ways we can collect collectively raise our voices for change, end quote. The session uh, description went on to read, and I quote, There is not one educator or school staff member in our country who is untouched in some way by gun violence, from direct impact to impending fear, caring for and supporting students dealing with gun violence in their families and communities, to navigating traumatic drills, our voices should and do matter. Educating students and school staff are on the front lines of the public health crisis, end quote. Uh, look, I, I I can say this. Uh, nobody wants to see gun violence. Certainly not. Okay, uh, Gun violence in the media is very selective. It has to fit a certain narrative for it to even mean anything. There's plenty of shootings every single weekend in Chicago that don't really get any airtime because it doesn't fit the narrative because nine times out of ten it's black-on-black crime. And as far as I can tell and pretty much anybody knows – Democrats don't care about black people because if black people are killing black people, they don't really care. It's only when a white person's in the mix that it's a problem. But if you got gangbangers and you got bad neighborhoods where innocent other black people are walking around and they get caught in the crossfires, that's not newsworthy for them. They don't care. It's just like Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Margaret Sanger, genocide. That was what she was all about. Killing at the source. Get rid of the entire black race, but yet the Democrats love Planned Parenthood. They love it. Where is all the Planned Parenthood locations? They're always in low-income areas. You ain't never going to see one in a high-income area. They got to put it right there in the source. Make it easy for you to get to. Try to kill you at the source. Get it at the seed. All right, if you're a Democrat, if you're black and you're a Democrat, man, you are, (laughs) are confused. Anyways, gun violence is very selective. But what I can say about schools is that if you want gun violence in schools to stop, bring guns in schools. Now, and I know some people are going, what are you talking about, Joe? Wait, wait, wait. No, you know what I'm talking about. Get some trained people in these buildings so that every psycho person that is thinking about shooting up a school already knows that as soon as you get close to entering in that building, there is going to be a hail of bullets coming in your direction. You watch how quickly there will no longer be any school shootings. Because what I know about most shooters are, they're not brave people. They're cowards. That's why you pick the places that you pick. I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you're so gangster that you're going to go and you're going to shoot people out and you want to go out in a blaze of glory, 
Because you just, you're, you're Billy Bad Boy walking around. Why don't you walk into a police station and see how that works out for you? Oh, that's right, because you can't maximize carnage there. Because everybody there is armed. So where do you go? You go to the places that it's easy. You go to schools. Because in most of these blue states, they're not putting no teacher, no, nobody with guns in schools. Hell, even a lot of red states ain't doing it. You want to stop it, put a whole bunch of armed guards in schools. You're going to say, oh, well, what kind of country are we living in? I guess we're living in that kind of country. But if you want to stop the problem, hire them and put them in there. Put your tax dollars to good use. Have police officers on site all the time. Not just one per every thousand kids. So there's two cops that could be anywhere in there. Have five or six of them crawling around the building all day. Full-time job. Let your tax dollars be put to good use. I guarantee you no one's shooting up a school when they do that. They're not going to walk into that. People that are trained to kill you, they're not going to do it. They're cowards. All of them. If you're thinking about shooting somebody up, shooting a bunch of innocent people up, you are a coward. You are are the weakest of of the weak. You just want to go and hurt a bunch of innocent people, especially children. You're just a coward. That's why all of them take the coward's way out. When the cops are finally closing in, they're getting too close. Oh, they're going to get me. I'm going to spend a lifetime in jail. I'll take myself out. Cowards. (laughs) Real men die once. You cowards die a million times. (laughs) I I haven't been dead yet. I'm only going to die one time. Believe me, I would be the wrong guy to run into. Me and my wife. Because if you think I'm good with a pistol... You should see that little shorty. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, and you know what? She'll probably get to hers faster than I'd get to mine. But that's the way we need to do things here. You want this to stop? There is a way to make it stop. You guys just don't actually want to make it stop. It's like climate change. You don't actually want to fix the climate. You just want control. School, same thing. You don't actually want to fix the problem. You just want more control. You want more money, more funding, and more control. But you don't actually want to address the problem because it's so simple to address. It's stupid. Have more armed people on site. That's it. It's, gonna, it's a deterrent. They're not going to come there anymore. And they're going to go to the next easy place. Again, like I said, these people, they're cowards. They're not walking into a hail of bullets. You see them walking onto a military base and try to start shooting people? No, you don't see that, do you? Just another way that they want to use teachers to push their agenda and their cause. So they're going to use teachers and they're going to poke at your emotions they're going to get these teachers. That's right. The kids, I feel so bad for the kids and everything. We got to, we got to stop it. We got to get rid of guns. We got to get rid of that second amendment. That's what it comes down to. That's what they're after. Let's get rid of the second amendment because guess what? Once that's gone, good luck. Best of luck to everybody. Yeah. Cause I, I certainly won't be doing this. They'll shut me down. Just like any other country that you don't have weapons to defend yourself okay, against the government. Yeah. You're going down. No more freedom. You're going to do what they tell you to do, when they tell you to do it, and how they tell you to do it. And you're going to say, yes, please give me more. Teachers, if you buy into this crap, if that's your union and you're part of it, if you're in an environment where you're working around these people that are part of this and they are part of this problem, I'm telling you, as much as you think you are not part of the problem because you are not participating, you are because you are staying silent. You will have plenty of opportunity in other places. And if not, maybe it's just time to change professions. 
until things come back around and we get balanced back out again and and this, this insanity cloud that's hovering over the United States blows by, then do something else. You know, it's not like you're making a million dollars being a teacher anyways. I bet you if you go out and you did some entrepreneurial stuff, I, you could probably make a lot more money. Just going to say. All right. Because it is Friday, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for my weekend. If you uh, like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. If you don't like what you're hearing, please still give me a five-star and a good review one way or the other. Just help somebody out. That's all I'm asking. You, you don't have to love it. Just help me out. How does it hurt you to put that review out there like anybody's going to ever know it's you? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can talk Anyways, if you actually do like what you're hearing, please bring me. If you don't like what you're hearing, then uh, there's plenty of other good podcasts out there for you. Uh, beyond that, if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, go to one of my handles for now, uh, Facebook, Twitter, True Social, uh, and I will do my best to respond to you as quickly as possible. Have a blessed weekend. We'll do it again Monday.